Okay, so the second part is vision. I was in this place. It was like a warehouse distribution center or something. It was some weird stuff going on. And all I know was the effect that it usually has on me. It didn't have that on me this time. This time it felt like, you know, nobody's upset about that. We've given up on you or something. When that happened, I... I didn't, I didn't get upset. I didn't even really, it's like, because I've been, I spent so much time stressing and worrying about it and so upset about it that I didn't even get upset this time because I said, I guess this is what I wanted really because it's like, there's so much pressure to be, you know, better and, and try and somehow, you know, change whatever it is they feel about me and if it really only matters that I know who I am, regardless of how they feel or what they see or how they see it, then why should I? Why am I so pressured and under so much stress to somehow change that? I can't change how you feel about me. I can't change whatever it is I made, whatever mistakes I made in my past. I cannot change that. And I guess there's opportunity to always make up for it. But it's like if you've done everything that you possibly can and put in your best effort to somehow make up for something or be better, whatever reason, you know, and somebody cannot accept that. Nobody wants to, you know, let you allow you to move forward in your life and let stuff like that go. Then it's not worth it no more. Like I'm starting to see it from different people's perspective. Like other people who are older would say, you know, you got to move forward. It doesn't matter what people think about you. And, you know, Maybe I wouldn't necessarily agree with them or I would necessarily agree with you, but why would that matter? You got to move forward. It's about your life. You know, do something with your life and stop caring what other people think about you, you know, and let it go. You know, that's the only way to have real peace and move forward. But the issue would always be like, okay, but they won't let me move forward, though. They keep standing in my way as if whatever mistake that I've made somehow should hinder my chance at a life now. I, I don't deserve a life now. I don't deserve a future now because of what has happened. And I guess you're supposed to fight all that and move forward regardless. But it's just so complicated because it's like they somehow feel as if, you know, in order for me to move forward, I have to do it by their terms or by their rules. And I can't imagine that what I, what I did or whatever mistake I made actually meaning or mattering at all if that's what you're trying to get out of it. You're somehow trying to extort me into whatever type of lifestyle that you want me to live because, you know, or or doing whatever it is that you want me to do, whatever, for whatever reason, turning me into whatever you're trying to turn me into, getting me to go along whatever you're trying to get me to go along with in order to somehow justify the mistakes that I've made. God don't work like that. And you're supposed to be a good person. I don't know. But I don't ever try and question other people, whether they're good or not. Because wouldn't that mean there's no difference between me and you? Who are you to question if I'm good or not because of my mistakes? But regardless of anything, why are my mistakes even a conversation? They're my mistakes. They don't have nothing to do with you. They don't. But you're so focused on them. And that already is a red flag. It already shows me that you're up to something. That's suspicious. 
When you too worried about somebody else's mistakes, regardless of how they affected you, whether they affected you or not, you know, I don't want to say that whether they affected you or not, because it depends. If somebody comes and shoots your family member, you might be worried about their mistakes, but or shoot you, you might be worried about their mistakes. But when you so focus on somebody else's mistakes that most likely haven't even affected you, not that that should matter. That just feels like it's something up with you. Like you're trying to use somebody's past or their mistakes or their flaws in order to control them. And why do you feel like that's okay? Why do you feel like you are entitled to that? You know? Maybe somebody did it to you. Or maybe you just... Maybe... Maybe you made the whole thing up. I don't know. Maybe it really happened for real, but maybe you made the whole thing up. You came up with this plan to somehow try and use my mistakes, my flaws, or any type of anything you could find that you feel like you can control me or that I was ashamed or embarrassed about in order to try and control me, hinder me, or stop me from my destiny in Christ. And, you know, I get so frustrated at God because he allowed you to. But... I shouldn't. I shouldn't be upset. I should just. This is a process of learning how to not care what you think and to step right over you and get to whatever goal I need to get to, regardless. So, I wonder if I'm doing things right. Obviously, you know, sleeping on day is not the right thing to do, you know, and I know that it's a lot of things I'm not doing right, but it's the frustration of, you know, So what am I supposed to do? What does God expect me to do in this situation with all these people that are doing everything in their power to hinder and stop me from moving forward in my life? You know, it seems I'm faced with a choice. Choose God to move forward or do it their way. And I would never want to do it their way. I would never want to go that way. Even even though it's not even about the torture anymore, since I'm being tortured anyways, it's more so about I'm I'm just faithful and loyal to God. I just want God, you know? So, I'm just, you know, I don't feel that it's fair. But all I know was there was this woman who was laying down, and it was like this puddle. And this puddle was like more like a gelatin. And it was like alive. It was like pulsating. And it was like iridescent. It kind of had like a pink, goldish reflection color on it. And it would move. And then this woman came out of nowhere and she just, she got down. And she it seemed that, it seemed that she wanted to help her. And the big, like, gelatin bubble pulsated over her head. And it just, she walked right out. And then all I know is there was, like, this big black smoke bubble. I saw my mother in a hotel room. And at first I had came through the smoke bubble, but then I couldn't stay or something. I didn't stay. But then next, you know, um, this woman came through the smoke bubble, cut through it. And it like was like it kind of deflated like film, like a film over something. And then my mom wasn't still sitting at the table. But all I heard was she's not coming. She's not coming. And I felt like, you know, 
that was already the conversation, you know? It was already being discussed, like, I'm not going to make it. Like, I'm not going to be coming. Like, they are tired of waiting on me, you know? They're tired of expecting me to come. They've been impatient that they can be. And so who else would that be but God, you know? But I don't really want to believe that because I don't want to lose hope. But it's like I'm already at this place where it's like it makes my head hurt to still hope. And I almost am very upset about the entire experience anyways because it's like, you know, I feel that God made me feel I could do something I never could do. And I feel like if I ever was supposed to do it or supposed to be able to do it, then why didn't he offer as much help as he offered in other at other points or periods of time? It feels like I'm being judged so harshly, so much harsher than other people and what they've done. And it almost feels like if I'm going to be judged in this way, then why didn't I just go and do what they did? You know, it feels like God is it feels like it's this idea that I shouldn't have done what I did, but what they did was not not necessarily so much worse, but what they did was so horrible, right? And definitely don't go that way and definitely don't do what they did. But they're being offered, you know, forgiveness. They're being offered another chance. They're being offered way more mercy and grace than even you for what you did. And I guess in the Bible, so many different times it tells you that when you're judged harshly or when you're when you have to deal with consequences of God from God for what you did, then that's that means that you know count yourself blessed for that. But it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right because it's like, you know, I'm not saying or trying to go back to this place where I was like threatening God, like, well, I'm gonna well go do what they did. Then since you know, you think that. It's not as big of a deal what they did or whatever. You're not as hard on them. But then, you know, of course, there's this whole idea, like, the coach is always hardest on his best player, you know, because he wants to drive him. He wants to, you know, he wants to press on to him. He wants to pressure them into being their best. He ha- he sees the potential in how good and how great that they can be. Or she sees the potential in how good and how great that they can be. But... You know, still I get so frustrated because it's like, I'm I don't I don't really feel like you know. I I know God is good, and I, I maybe I should see it from a different perspective. If I change my perspective, then things will work out. But it's like, all I ever feel is judged and abused and shamed and stressed and worried, and you know, convicted and. I don't really want to say convicted because convicted is good. Everything I always feel is bad, you know? And it's like, so what am I supposed to do? So what am I supposed to do? You know, I can only be who I am. And why would God choose me for such a mission if, of course, he would, you know, he could feel that I would not complete it, you know? I've heard that Satan chooses certain enough certain people in order to get rid of them. Did God choose me to get rid of me? But I didn't hear the same thing about God. I heard that God chooses people that he's confident that he's placed enough power in that they'll excel. I don't know. 
I just know that, you know, I'm tired of the pressure. And if I move forward right now and I didn't consider any of this and I just live my life however I lived it, I wouldn't be wrong. But at the same time, I wouldn't be able to forget all that I had experienced. And I wouldn't help. I wouldn't be able to help but feel like they were right when they said that all of this is like I'm stupid. I'm dumb for you know, depending on God throughout all this process so much and believing that, you know, he actually was going to show up for me differently, you know, that he cared. <laughs> I mean, God cares, but like that I should have just accepted or settled on something when I was being offered it, you know, I should have just accepted that and settled on that then. Because I'm just going to end up with nothing. And. I don't know. I don't still. I still don't believe that. I feel like even if I still end up with nothing. I still come out a winner. Because I believed regardless. I never. I never allowed them to. You know, I never allowed them to make me or convince me to give up on what I believe that God could do, even if he doesn't do it. And I don't know if that's seen as no or anything. I don't know if he really cares about anything like that. He probably only cares about it if, of course, you don't. If you're so worried about that, he's like, no, you get no credit or no points for that. But if you're just doing that because that's just who you are and you're not so focused on it, then it matters to him. So maybe it's that. But Then in this vision, I seen somebody in the other room, and all I know is I was sitting at a table in an empty room, and I, all I could say was, it could be worse. It felt like everything had lifted off of me, and everything was gone for a second. I just, all I could say was, it could be worse. And I said, it could be worse. I could have married this N-word. And I knew it immediately when I was saying this. It wasn't me saying it, really. It's just something I've said before. So I feel that they were trying to make a point with me saying this. Like, you're saying it could be worse. I could have married this N-word. And that's where we're at. Like, that's where this individual or whoever this is. This is how people feel about you. This is something that somebody's not never going to forget that you said or something. And it's like, I mean it, though. Would you care? Would you? I understand it probably hurt you or if it didn't hurt you, it didn't matter you at all. But you just you just don't like how it sounded or what I how I meant or whatever. Do would it do it matter to you if I meant that? Would it matter how I meant it, how I said it, whether it was true or not? Do it matter if that's what I meant, though? When it come down to it, you can say everything you wanted to say in the world about me or to me. But if you meant it, that's all that matters. You meant that. 
If you say, you know, you are the dirtiest, dumbest, most useless piece of trash on this earth, that don't make it true. But you meant that. That's all that matters. You meant it. You believe that. Okay, that's it. So I'm t- I don't like that. I, that's one thing I feel like I've expressed enough. I do not like when people are, you know, somehow trying to repeat my words or different things I've said, different places I've been, different things I've met in different period of, periods of time back to me like that. I don't like that because it's like you making me feel like, you know, I ain't mean it. And it's like it's one thing if you don't understand if I meant it or how I meant it. But it's another thing if you're trying to make me somehow feel like regret what I said. I will never regret nothing. God took regret from me for years years ago. I don't regret nothing that I say or do. I may understand the severity of my mistakes and I may be wanting to fix that and learn and grow from it. I may not be wanting to make the same mistakes, but I do not regret it. I don't regret it. No, I don't. Because I still understand why I said it. I can go back to where I was at when I said it and how and why. Call me and you might say that's that's messed up then. If somebody is affected by that, that's messed up. I don't think it is. I don't think it is because you have to understand, put yourself in my shoes, why I said that. Why I felt that way. Now, if the facts aren't the facts and I had no reason to feel that way, then yes, I'm wrong. But regardless, whatever place I was in, I felt like I meant that and that's how I felt about it. And I'm going to explain what I said and why I said it. I said it could be worse. I could have married this N-word because if this is, of course, the demon on my back that is torturing my entire life, my family and everything, why wouldn't I feel like it's a blessing from God for me not to have married this individual? Now, yes, they can change and they can, you know, find God. But only by then will it actually have ever been a blessing to marry them. Only by then would it ever have been not a blessing to have missed that. Or excuse me, a blessing to have missed that or not a blessing to have married them. I don't know. Only by then do I feel like that. So if that's still what it is right now, which looking back, it's like I was sitting at this table and things were off me and it felt like it was finally about to be off me and done and over with and this individual felt like they was in the next room. And whoever was in the next room, that's what it felt like it was on my back the whole time. And so if it was this individual, which I don't know because I have to talk about the conversation I heard, you know, that I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. And... Maybe this is a whole ploy to destroy my destiny and destroy my future and keep me from, you know, somehow becoming somebody that I'm destined to become. If I do not ever get there, then I'm still not going to be upset. I'm not going to be upset. Maybe I will. But I'll be OK. I'll be fine because I know that I'm not supposed to waste the rest of my life worried about what I could not do. Right now, I'm sitting up here and the the reason why it's so hard for me to be the way that I am right now is because I'm wasting more of my life worried about what I cannot do if I cannot do it. But the reason why I'm still doing this is because there's still a possibility that I can do it. So I'm still thinking about that. But at any moment, at any given time that I figure out I can't do this and it's not worth wasting more time on, I'm up and I'm out. 
and I'm not going to waste any more time worrying about what I cannot do. The reason why I'm still here is because I'm still thinking I can do it. And I know that that might be a tactic of the enemy to keep me down for longer. It's like, you probably can still do it. And so now I'm still stuck in between these different things. Like, get up and do this. Get up and, and make it work. Or, you know, or keep dwelling on what you what needs to be done, whatever. However, you know, I'm getting this. However, I'm dealing with this. But either way, it has to... I have to do it my way. I have to do it my way. Because I don't even understand these people around me. Sometimes they root it for me. Other times they not. Sometimes they want me to have it. Other times they don't. Sometimes they are, you know, wanting to see different moves. Sometimes they aren't. And most of the time, whenever I do anything, they never wanted that. Whenever I accomplish anything, they never supported me. No real support, you know? will sit up here and tell me, this is what you got to do. You got to get up and you got to make it happen. But at the same time, when I'm fighting and I'm becoming and doing whatever it is I feel that God wants me to do, will be the main ones not wanting to see that. So, I don't know. I can't really listen to them. But regardless, you know, so then why would I ever stress or let them allow them to stress me about what I'm going through? So, that's another thing I want to talk about. I kept being told, like, don't do this and don't do that. Don't fight this and don't fight that. And I really, I feel like it was the same person that was motivating me to get up. But the thing about it was when I started fighting, I was fighting in in between my sleep. I was fighting in between my sleep and fighting towards being better and fighting, you know, different things. And I realized that I was fighting this individual, you know. And when I was doing what God wanted me to do, that... You know, I wasn't like they, I don't know. They didn't want that. Their whole goal was to knock me off my game. So I don't really know if I can listen to anybody. But I also want to talk about how I just heard she's not coming. She's not coming. I don't think that that was Jesus, but I don't know. Sound like a distance, sound further away than last time I heard this individual speak about me. So I don't know. And then, you know, I don't know whether to take anything serious. I hear a song in the next room and it's like, while you were sucking, I was reeking, I was icing, I was cold. And I don't know, or something like that. Something like that. It was a song, and it did sound like it could. It sounded like it was in, in NBA YoungBoy voice, but I feel like I heard a conversation like, "Let her hear it in my voice. Let her hear it in my voice. Let her hear it in his voice. Let her hear it in such and such and such voice." But I didn't hear the name. And when I was checking for it to see if it was any real emotion attached to the song, or if it really meant anything, it felt that God was showing me it don't. So I felt like okay, so. This is just, maybe this is a attempt at getting me to somehow catch feelings for this individual once again. Or an attempt to get me to acknowledge something that's not from him so that they can feel like they own this, certain, this individual's level. So that they can move forward with pursuing this lifestyle despite everything that God has showed them. In a way saying, like, you're not going to get up and do it. You're not going to... 
you know, break these generational curses off of your bloodline so I can go ahead and sell my soul to the Illuminati or whatever you call it, sell my soul to the devil and become famous and steal your destiny move forward. Because I'm hearing that, you know, when you want to become somebody in whatever organization this is called, like, or when you want to become somebody in Satan, he searched your whole family, finds out who has the best destiny. Whoever has the best destiny, if it's not true, you have to steal it from them. And so I've known this from the jump since 2020 that this is what they're trying to do. But the issue with it all is like, you know, I felt like, you know, there's no way that they can steal my destiny. Guys made it clear there's no way that they can steal my destiny. But I don't know, because then what am I fighting so hard for? And what am I going through if they truly can't? And if, of course, that's what they're saying, once again, like they've said a million different times before, so it's really no telling because a million different times in 2020, they told me I wasn't, I was going to die that year. That wasn't going to make it to see another year that they was going to do this and they was going to do that. And they wasn't able to do none of the stuff that they said that they was going to do. So it doesn't mean that I have to be worried about anything that they said. They could just be wishful thinking for them, but it doesn't matter because, you know, regardless of anything, you know, this is their mindset. This is how they still feel after everything. They, I don't feel that they have learned anything. I don't feel that anything has changed. And it brings me back to when Satan said, you're not going to be able to save your brother, though. And so it's like, that's what I feel like it was. Pretending to be a young boy to somehow get validation on their musical sense so they could feel like I could make it, right? You think that I could make it? I don't care about none of the secular music no more. When I listen to it, I feel like, you know, whether you're talented or not, do it even matter? Because if I see and I realize that all of this stuff is associated with soul ties and Satan and demonic covenants with Satan, then if it don't, talent doesn't matter. Talent didn't get you through the door. Talent didn't get you where you are. If I ever find out that it was actually real talent, then absolutely it matters. But since it's not really about talent, it's about whether you will sell your soul to the devil or not. Somebody could have been more talented than you, deserved that spot more than you. But because they didn't sell their soul to the devil or because they weren't ruthless enough to be willing to, you know, sacrifice somebody or murder somebody or rape somebody or kill somebody, anything. They didn't get that spot. Why would I believe in you after that? How do, how do I not know that you were the person that, you know, was willing to get them killed or get them raped or sacrificed or steal their destiny in order to get to where you at. You might not even be the most talented individual. That doesn't take away from how talented you are. It just means that, you know, I might very well be that individual that was talented, that had it all, that that destiny belonged to me, but you did everything in your power, willing to sacrifice people, throw your family under the bus, get, you know, people killed in order to get in the spot that you got to steal my destiny. It don't even belong to you. So why would I congratulate you? As if you got their own talent and hard work alone. What? Come on now. But this individual care about my opinion. Want to know if I feel like their music or that song was a good song. I don't care about that song. I care about the fact that you still trying to somehow, you after all that you have after all that's been exposed to you, the fact that we have veils of our hearts and our minds, the fact that we never truly accepted Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, the fact that God is real and he's black, the fact that we're the chosen nation. Excuse me, the fact that God actually cares about you. 
is trying to save you. And then all of this is a lie and it's deceit and it's not real and it's not worth it. After all of that, you still want to be that. After all of that, you're still willing to go that way. You haven't learned nothing. That's what I care about. And I'm sure it's a lot of people who are saying, like, whatever, you take the opportunity right now if you could. I have the opportunity right now. I have the opportunity right now. I don't care what nobody say. Everybody wants to say, no, you don't because you got all these people fighting you. They would never let you have this. They would never let me have it in God. I have the same opportunity that you're trying to take right now with Satan. I don't want that. I would never want that. I would never want that. So I don't get it. I don't get it. But it's like, I don't want to keep taking it up with God. God is here protecting me. God is here keeping me from all this. But why me, God? Why me? Why couldn't I just have had my destiny? Even if my destiny was just to live in a middle class suburban home with one child, because I want like 10, and a husband. That's it, at peace for the rest of my life. Nothing major, nothing out the ordinary, nothing super spectacular or fancy. Just peace, love, God, and family. Even if that was just my destiny, why couldn't I have just had that, God? Why did you have to send all this to my doorstep? Why did you have to allow all these different individuals to be so caught up in satanic ties and now I have to fight these things? Like, you might as well let me die then. You might as well let me die because if I'm going to have to live the rest of my life having to fight off and ward off these different demons that they're going to send at my door because of the lifestyle that they chose, I'm not even going to be able to live my own life. I can't even live for myself. I'm too busy fighting for you. No, that's not fair. That's not fair. But then I realized, like, God got my back. He's protecting me, you know? Ain't no telling how long they've been associated with this kind of stuff. And who knows what they would have done if they could have gotten away with this. And then the idea that if I had ran, I would have avoided it. How? How? How could I have run and avoided this? I don't know. But maybe that's an indication that there's no way that I can lose. So, I don't know how to feel. Whether I should go and move on with my life or continue fighting like I have been. I just know that, you know, after hearing that song and hearing that comment from myself, like, it could have been worse. I could have married this guy. You know, I realized, like, I'm not, I don't know, I don't know, it's not that I give up on God, I'm still faithful and loyal to God, but I'm just, I don't know, is this God, is it God, do I agree with this, I don't know, because if I'm really truly meant to make it to this future that I've seen of myself, which I've seen multiple different versions. Like I've I've also been I've also been reminded recently of this other side of this other vision of the future that I saw. I saw I was talking about what I would look like with a kid. I was thinking about it 
And all I know is I was shown a glimpse of myself and I was kissing across the necklace and I was holding a brand new baby and his baby was gorgeous. It looked like me and somebody else, I guess, but mostly like me or somebody in my family. And I was looking so different. I looked at like, I was way smaller. I was so skinny and my hair was super long and it was like straight. And I was just so thankful to God, like, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. And it was like holy light shining around me. But all I know was, you know, I don't know about that vision either, because if I'm supposed to keep products and stuff away from my hair, I'm supposed to look, I look the way different. I feel like what looks so different about me, I must have got something done on my face or something. I don't know, but I just don't believe that I would ever do that. But regardless, like, it was no man there. There was no man. But obviously a man was involved. I had a child. But I don't know if that's always true either. But, you know, given all the, you know, science or whatever. But all I know is, like, how can I see that vision of my future? Then I keep fighting. I see another vision of a different future. And if I didn't have, if I hadn't kept fighting, in this other future that I seen my hair, it was wrapped up. I never did anything to it. And I looked very, very beautiful. But I was like woke. I was very woke. And nothing was done on my face. Nothing. I was gorgeous still. And I feel that I may have been. I just knew so much. I knew so much and I had gotten there. But I just don't know about that. I don't even know about that because it's like for me to have to look back and see or look for me to look back into my past and myself, you know, is that not witchcraft? Is that not witchcraft in my future with all of this changing or with in the upon completion of whatever task, you know, Well, I, am I not coming out of this? Am I not getting out of this ever again? Am I not going, are things never going to be normal again? Because I don't know if I can live like this for the rest of my life. I don't want all these people, you know, around me for the rest of my life. I don't, I'm going to have to be around people, but they all in my mind. They all in my business. They all in my spirit, you know, stopping my growth, my spiritual growth or trying to. I don't know about that. But it's these alternate futures that get me because it's like if my destiny is set in stone and truly cannot be stopped, then it's like, why are these futures alternate? Why are they different? Why do they look so different? I'm expecting God to save me, but maybe it requires a move for me to make a decision and choose something so that I can save myself. I'm feeling like upon completion of this prophecy, we're going to be raptured anyways, but is that even true?
Then it's like, just thank God. Just thank him. Right. I don't know. It might just be one of those days where they want to give me to doubt everything about God. They want to give me to doubt the process because, you know, it's probably something that they can't change. I don't feel like I'm supposed to marry whoever was in that car with me, though. I've been thinking about this for a while. And in the last couple of days, I feel that they said to me, so you was right the whole time. You're not supposed to marry this person. That they will be marrying you or trying to be with you for the rest of, the, rest of your life in order to somehow steal your power and keep you from killing this demon witch. Because this demon witch is killed, they power is gone too. But I don't trust anyways. I don't really want to be. I don't know if I want that future. And I feel like the person out of the room didn't want me to necessarily have that future. And that's why they, you know, said this ain't going how they think it's going. I don't think they said that in a hating way. I, I mean, yeah, they might be a hater in certain areas or just like don't like me for certain reasons but they not they I don't think that they was hating when they said that I think that they was trying to help me I really do and then I think about how difficult it really is because for something for them to have enough power to you know feel make me feel like that was God you know that was definitely God that was descending above me and protecting me. And that gave me that vision. I never seen nothing from the future like that ever in my life before. But think about, I think about how much on the mass level they could be working. Like maybe they got more than one person believing they got, you know? Maybe it's true that it's a block. Certain demons, serpents, dragons, principalities of darkness that are blocking the prayers to God. Maybe so. And maybe this one of those people. And they pretended to be God in my life for as long as they could until God decided he was bringing me out of it. And now I have to be able to discern the difference between angels, fallen angels posing as, posing as angels of light and God himself. Because God is always there. He's prevalent whether you feel his presence or not. So maybe when you feel his presence, it's not really him. But don't that sound like it? That sounds like it, it makes now I sound like a false prophet. But it's like, I don't know from what I've seen. I just don't know. Because I got to a place where I was the closest to God. And everything that I thought was God talking, everything that I thought was God came off me. And I was shown that none of this, all of this have been a lie my whole life. Most of it. So maybe I wouldn't even know God's presence. 
because of how different individuals have been, you know, posing as angels of light my whole life and pretending to be God's presence so that I am always looking in the wrong direction for him. But it's not that I have to look in a direction because he's omnipresent. He's everywhere at all times. So that's why God obviously got me to that point where I have to realize that even my heart is deceitful. Because I was just following my heart. But I don't know. It's been exposed on way too many levels that this is all fake. It's not real. No matter what you got to go through, it's not worth It's not worth submitting yourself over to them because they just playing you. They're lying. They don't have the power that you think that they make you feel like they have. Excuse me, just like the Wizard of Oz. If they feel so, it, you you feel like they're so big and so powerful and, and cannot be stopped. And the whole time, they're just a no, normal, regular individual just like you. Hiding behind a bunch of smoke and mirrors. That's what it is. Whoever this is that's talking from the sky. Sounding like they God. Making all this wonderful, big... You know, magical th- stuff happened, making me feel like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm trapped, and the whole world is against me, and they control everything, and I have no power, and I cannot go anywhere. It's just one person, just like me, who bleed just like me, who got to die one day, just like me. Maybe it's not just one person. Maybe it's an organization of people, but regardless, they just people. They not God. God is in control. It's different. But, see, God, you know, I think that this matters so much because it's also an argument point. If this truly is God, then why do he have to always be right there, you know, telling you everything that he's doing and walking you through things as if he's worried about how things can go? If God knows and he's sure that no matter what, his truth is always going to prevail, his power is always going to prevail, then why is he always... You know, it seems like he's so unsure whether you'll do it or not. And it's like, I can't still explain why. Because of disobedience, because of sinful behavior, because of free will, and also because of the fact that he hopes for us to do and go a certain way that doesn't always guarantee that we will. But besides all of that, maybe he's not. Maybe that's not even God. Maybe that's Satan lying. Maybe God doesn't even speak as much as we think that he does. Maybe he's not, you know, he's moving all the time, but maybe not even moving as much as we think he is because he is so sure of his plan and his will that he doesn't have to move every time we're anxious or every time we're frustrated or every time we're wondering what's going on. Maybe he's actually just sitting there and allowing his plan to play out how it's supposed to. And we feel like, oh, this is God, that is God. And every single time we're always running to God every time we are feeling upset or worried about something. But when it comes down to it, he don't even move like that. If you were able to dwell in his presence at all times, you wouldn't even move like that. But also you would see how much he actually does respond to the time, to the things that we say or do. Probably not half as much as we think he does. So 
So that thought, and I've been thinking this for a while, God's probably not even responding as much. Sometimes you feel like you want to be hurt about that. But at the same time, isn't that what you need to hear? Because that means that he's sure and he's a God that is sure. That means that he doesn't, he's not moved by the things we are moved by because he's not a man. His ways are not our ways. So to know that God is sitting still sure of what's going to happen no matter what you are doing is exactly what you need to hear. You can't feel like God is as frantic or as anxious or as worried as you are because it creates doubt in the fact that he is the all-knowing, all-powerful God who has this under control. So maybe that's where it's at. I don't know. But I'm just going to follow my heart. I'm just going to do whatever I can to keep fighting towards God and, and get and do the best that I can because... Even though I feel like I'm being told that's not the best you can, the best you can is so much more, so much greater, and I know what you can and cannot give, still, I feel like this is the best I can because I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best to get up every single day and keep fighting. I'm doing my best to still feel like it's worth fighting for. I'm doing my best to still continue to lead this life that I feel like is being sabotaged and destroyed by demons, witches, hateful people with malicious intent. I'm doing my best to keep feeling like this life is worth leading. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best to keep fighting for people who don't even want to be fought for. I'm doing my best to still see past all these different actions and all these different, you know, intentions behind everything that they do and still have hope that things can be better. I'm doing my best. Because why is everybody against me anyways, for real? That don't even make sense to me. But... To be quite honest, what you would do, because the person that everybody's always against is usually the most powerful person in the whole room. Otherwise, everybody wouldn't have to be all ganged up on them. So, I'm going to stand alone with God. Ten toes if I got to. I don't need nobody. I, I don't even want to allow them to get the opportunity to, you know, get me back to a place where I trust them again and actually feel like they actually for me so they can put me back in that place where I have to fight my way out with God alone. Nobody else to help me. Nobody having my back. Nobody real. Nobody. Having to find out again people's true character and colors. But that being said, that means that how do I get out? I get out. I got out by still still being loving and still loving them regardless of what all that they did. Still loving God regardless and choosing him. But I just don't know. We'll see because maybe I do need love back. I get it from God. I have enough love from God, but maybe I do need love back from somebody who really do love me for real. I don't know. Because ain't no love here at all whatsoever. But will I be able to find here on this earth after everything God exposed to me? I don't know. That being said, though, you know, I know God is here. I know he's prevalent. The Bible says only God can tell the future, even though it feels that these demons and these witches have these different 
this different information about the future. Still only God can tell it. So God is real. God is here. God is almighty power. I just got to learn to trust him more.